0: Rural Youth Project Podcast brought to you by the Rural Youth Project. We're an international movement for change by and for young people living in the countryside. Thank you to Interagro for sponsoring this podcast. Hi, my name's Alana and I'm a Rural Youth Project vlogger. In this podcast, I chat to Jeannie Dickinson, who I met at the 2019 Rural Youth Project Ideas Festival. But it really wasn't until I left the festival and started following Jeannie on Instagram that I realized she runs a really cool business off the Isle of Jura and I wanted to find out more. Hello. Hey Jeannie, how are you
1: going? i good, how are you? Good,
0: thanks. Thanks so much for uh, coming on and doing another podcast with us.
1: That's all right, that's all right.
0: <laughs> How's it all going over there before we get into it, all right?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's actually... Um... Not too different from winter, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we've got some nice weather coming on, so that's yeah. nice. But it's just weird that there's absolutely no one here still.
0: No, yeah, I bet. Um, so, fab, so we might as well kick off. I sent you a brief, um, but if you could just introduce who you are and tell me a little bit about yourself, that would be fantastic.
1: Cool. Um, so I'm Jeannie. I live. I'm 26. And I live on the Isle of Jura, um, but I'm obviously not originally from here. I'm actually from the south of England. Uh, So I moved up here a couple of years ago um, and I love the great outdoors and I have my own little craft business.
0: Fantastic. And just for for listeners who've never been to the Isle of Jura, can you explain where you live, its landscape and the remoteness and kind of your nearest neighbour or what it's like to live on the Isle of Jura?
1: um so obviously being an island there's a lot of sea around us um so i live right in the middle of the village so my n- nearest neighbor is the village shop um there's about 200 people who live here but it's a really really big island so i think it's the least inhabited place in europe or something like that and there's um so there's so much wilderness like some of the places on the west coast there's a road the only road goes up the east coast um so to get to the west coast it's about a four hour walk um and that's some of the most like extreme wilderness that you can get near here um or in the uk um so yeah, it's pretty wild, pretty remote, but there's beautiful sea and beaches and amazing hills, which I spend a lot of time in.
0: <laughs> explain to me um, what a PAP is. I always see you and um, Amy posting about the PAPs and forgive me because I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Australian, so I've only just learned, you know, the difference between Monroe's and other hills. So if you could explain to me um, PAPs and the importance of them to you and, and general life in Dura, that would be great.
1: So I think something that specifically defines a PAP is that it looks like a breast, Um, so the PAPs, there are three mountains that are in the middle of the island, Um, and I think it was when they were first spotted by the first settlers. Uh, It was from a direction where you could only see two of them, so it looked like a pair of breasts on the hill, so they called them the PAPs. and yeah, one of them is a Corbett. The middle one is the tallest one is a Corbett. So they're a pretty amazing part of our landscape. Like you've got the water right here and then three huge mountains. So they kind of, they humble you quite a lot. Um, And obviously when I moved here, I mean, might get onto this a bit more in my business side of things, but there's quite a focus on boobs in my business. So it was kind of the perfect island to move to, it felt (laughs) at the time.
0: That's fantastic. (laughs) Um, And what does rural life mean to you? Did you grow up in a rural area or are you now a rural convert? Tell me about um, what rural life means
1: to you. Um, So I grew up in... uh, town like quite a populated commuter town outside of london um and a bit like with lovely countryside um and then i moved into london and spent five years there then came up here so for me like the draw to rural life is the being closer to nature obviously like we have this beautiful landscape that you're that much closer to and i feel it gets you to a bit more of a real way of life. Like I found in London that I became well, you can it's easy to get caught up in like the latest cool thing. Um and it can be a bit more superficial, I think, sometimes. Um so coming to live rurally, you I got closer to a real way of life and with that you get closer to the people around you as well I think um like Jura has a really broad demographic of people um and I find that really amazing that you can have friends in all sorts of ages all sorts of professions hobbies everything everyone has like a mad different story that I don't know if you get as close to in other places because we're all forced to be friends here.
0: <laughs> I agree, it's and so your business, and that's why I'm calling you today, is because with the rural youth project, uh, our researchers found that um, young people have uh, an interest in, in cool business, and and they want to work for different kinds of companies than our parents did. You know, we want to work for something that really means, or an organisation that means something to us. And we're willing to forego income if it fulfills us personally. And I've been following your business on Instagram ever since we met at the Ideas Festival. And I just find it fascinating and I love it. I think it's so creative. And I think that you're doing it on the Isle of Jura in a rural area. And I just really like you to tell listeners about, about your business and, and how it came about, the, the origins of it, and maybe some of the challenges you face as a young business owner on a on a rural and remote island.
1: Mm-hmm. Um so i started the business when i was actually still living down south um it was sort of like post-university i just picked up embroidery and started to have a go and then i made uh, a few booby t-shirts which you'll find if you see (laughs) it's kind of my thing um and yeah i just made them because i kind of wanted one myself and then people really liked it so it kind of grew from there and then when i moved up here i was still working part-time for most of the time up until quite recently um, so it just yeah came about because i had studied art so love art wanted to be creative knew i wanted to make art my livelihood um, and then i wanted to make these clothes and jewel they expanded into jewelry uh to empower people make people love their bodies make people love their landscape as well celebrate their lives um and it just kind of it's been growing organically really uh through friends friends of friends friends of family um and expanding as i go and so that's probably one of the biggest challenges living here is that I can't obviously get to many markets and stuff like a lot of crafters will go to markets most weekends throughout the summer and that's really good to obviously make sales and to build a community around your business meet new customers just get your face out there um so I obviously can't do very much of that because it's quite a long journey to, <laughs> to any other market, as well. market indeed <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so it's all online for me which has been quite a learning curve because i'm definitely more of like a physical artist i've never been very good with the digital um, so i'm steadily learning the marketing and all that sort of thing to expand it <laughs>
0: Fantastic. And how, how has the reception been in the community of the Isle of Jura? So where I'm from, I'm from a really um, small town in, in central western, um, central western New South Wales in Australia. And it's quite a, I would say it's quite a prudish community, like it's quite a conservative community. Um, And I I would just be fascinated to know what the reception has been like on on the Isle of Jura, especially because it is fantastic feminist t-shirts you've got like like you said it's got a lot of breast motifs on on um, some of the things you do some of the patches uh and I just wanted to find out what the reception's been like have they been supportive um what's it been like for you
1: um well there's most people that I that I tend to so because with some of the markets I also have less breast themed things <laughs> so <laughs> when I'm doing jewelry markets I tend to do more of the like landscapy stuff but I have my Paps t-shirts and that's kind of a secret little thing to me um, but there are lots of people who are really really receptive of it um, who just love it and especially a good friend of mine who grew up here she loved when I came that I'm making highlighting the fact that the Paps are named after boobs and yeah. like let's celebrate it um so there's a lot of people who really love it and if there's anyone hating on it I just don't listen (laughs) I just exactly the mentality (laughs) to take (laughs) exactly keep doing my thing and hate is gonna hate just rise above it (laughs) and um
0: could you, so there's a lot of young people out there, I think we realized that at the Ideas Festival, you know, who have ideas for businesses or who want to start their own businesses and maybe don't know how to do it or or don't have the confidence to do so. And I was just wondering if you had any top tips for, for young people who are looking to start their own business in a rural area.
1: Um, I would say, like, I still think that I'm totally on the learning curve of this and always picking up other people's advice on this. So to be the person giving advice it makes me feel quite <laughs> like I'm maturing in my business. Um but I would say like if you've got a good idea and if that's what you want to do, then go for it. Obviously like be a bit sensible and see if there's you know a market for it, if it's gonna work out. Don't like run yourself into the ground. Um, but if it's something that you're really passionate about, then just go for it and um always seek advice from other people who have done it you know don't be afraid to ask for help um and always do it with enthusiasm i always think i always say sorry that i am a yes person like i always say yes to anything and there are so many situations that that's been really beneficial for me you know people have asked me to do something and I'm just like okay even if it's something a bit weird that I maybe it like coming be- along
0: to a three-day festival in the middle of Lanarkshire with a bunch of people you don't <laughs> know for this project
1: called <laughs> the <Youth> project <laughs> yeah like why not and you find an amazing community of people so like and all of those things benefit um you know like the weirdest little things that you wouldn't think would help do actually turn out to help in the end so yeah yes enthusiasm go for it but with a bit of sensibility <laughs> With visibility. yeah and what would you say, what would you
0: say uh your three asks of government or your local authority to help support um young business owners or young young people who are looking to start businesses in in rural areas or just young people in general what what do you think are three things that the government or the local authority could improve to support young people
1: um so for us it's a def- um an obstacle is definitely housing here um like if you want to move here there's probably like three places that you can rent and so obviously if one person if when they're full it means that so many people like come and work for the summer and a few of them want to stay and many people can't actually stay you have to be really lucky to find a house and then with that there's also like less long-term employment opportunities um but then i suppose that encourages you to start a business <laughs> um and yeah for me personally i would somehow like better internet i know this is my the internet provider that has caused serious problems to, we don't have internet in our house basically mm. and obviously the fact i can't go to markets I have to do everything online. online, indeed, and not being able to do that in the house is just really difficult. So I either have to go to the public, the service point, which is like a public office building kind of thing, um, but that's only open in the mornings, weekdays, uh, or I have to go and sit in my van in my cousin's shed. <laughs> I can sit in the house normally, but right now I can't, obviously. Um, so making sure that everyone had internet in some way. Mm-hmm. And then for us as well, a sort of subsidy on the ferry. Our transport is so expensive. Our ferry crossing is like five minutes and it's one of the most expensive. Um, so making it easier for us to, and cheap, more affordable for us to get to the mainland would be mm-hmm. great.
0: <laughs> and just, I have two final questions. One would be, Um, Could you just describe to me? Tell me about your experience about attending the Rural Youth Project Ideas Festival. It's your first time in 2019. And I know Amy, who went in 2018, convinced you to come along. And did you have any thoughts or did you, what were your expectations? And and then how did you actually find the festival itself? What were your thoughts?
1: Um, Well, yeah, as I said, when Amy said, do you want to go? I was just like, yeah, sure. And then it was only sort of a week before. I was like, what? Is this like why am I going? Because <laughs> obviously Amy's doing a talk and she works for community stuff, so I'm you know it seems obvious why she's it was suited. And then I was like, I, I'm just sort of tagging along, so I'll see what happens. And it was it just turned out to be great. Like obviously, I had that slight caution because I didn't know if I was sort of meant to be there. Um, but then as soon as I was there, I realized there was everyone from completely different walks of life um and it just turned out to be really inspiring I mean I'm getting tingles talking about it now (laughs) it was such an inspiring weekend just having everyone I don't know I felt like everyone put all of their cards on the table and was just so open with each other so the inspiration in that room like it was just constant and like constant buoying up you know like yeah, yeah <laughs> <are> you. <laughs> You're great. This is how you just be great in a rural place and everyone's love for where they lived. Um, and then obviously like their help to get over different challenges was really useful. But it was just such a positive weekend. I just
0: Looked at. <laughs> Good. I hope we're going to see you back this year in, in 2020 if we can host one at the end of the year with all things considered. But I just realized, Gina, we haven't actually um, said the name of your business and, and where people can find your items if they want to go check them out and get themselves. A, my particular favorite item is the taps off t shirt with some little taps over, um, yes. over the chest. So I would recommend that to any of our listeners. But where can they find uh, some of your products and the name of your business?
1: Uh, so the business is Jeannie Beanie Fairy, uh, which can actually be confusing because I spell Jeannie weird. It's G-I-N-I Beanie Fairy. Um, and that's on Instagram, Facebook or uh, www.jeanniedickinson.com. That's all eyes in there in the Dickinson. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah. Or on Etsy, Jeannie Beanie Fairy on Etsy as well. Um, so look out for booby earrings, little, as you said, the Tapsaft t-shirt, or you can get blue tits, turnips. There's all, all little plays on boobs, basically mm. loads of boobs. I love
0: <laughs> Loving the word plays. And I'll link to your um, different sites in the description. But thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to speak with us. And we look forward to seeing you at the end of the year.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And I look forward to seeing you too. We'll speak soon. Thanks,
0: Jeannie. Bye.